Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. Now there is going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, America. You are tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to be with you. And a reminder to get the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Give us a, a like, a follow, a share, and a five-star review. As always, we work hard to get you the information we think you need to know. So welcome aboard. You know, every single thing I believe we've been told from this Biden administration, once you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, and once you stop being completely infuriated every single day, that they lie through their teeth about everything, you kind of settle into this weird, predictable calm, right? And then you start paying attention to the chipping away of the narrative. What were we told in 2020? America needed something, right? We needed something better than that awful man, Donald Trump. It was time. And the guy who never campaigned, who was feeble then, who sucked then, because he's always sucked, Joe Biden, well, he got more votes, like millions more than even the first black president, who sucked more than all of them. And you're supposed to believe that. And of course, those of us paying attention were like, boy, you guys are so bad at this. And then you start adding it up and you realize how really bad at it they are. You get angry. It's like the phases of, of, of grief, right? There's some denial. Then there's anger. Then you kind of settle in with some acceptance, right? Well, now I'm just enjoying chipping away at every single bogus narrative that these clowns have pushed forward. And you'll find more often than not, that in every single corresponding Biden family scandal, there is an equal um, action taken against Donald Trump. So if you look at the timeline that's now emerging, and our friends at the Gateway Pundit have done such a great job on this, hats off to them. When we heard that Mar-a-Lago was going to get raided, allegedly, because of this documents, the classified documents, he took all these documents, right? This was about the time that Joe Biden and his White House staffers were scrambling themselves to cover up Joe Biden's classified documents mess. And these details are coming out now in big time living color. Here is your headline. Five White House employees involved in Biden's stolen classified documents case. Biden lied about the timeline. Wow, we're so shocked, but the details are very interesting. The House Oversight Committee this week revealed that five White House employees were involved in Joe Biden's stolen classified 
documents case. Joe Biden stole skiff designated classified documents. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where you have to go into a secure room. You can't have your phone. You can't have any writing materials. You can read. You can review with someone ostensibly guarding the documents. And then you leave. You take what you can in your mind and you move along. Not Joe Biden. How did that happen? Did he stuff the papers in his pocket? Did he jam them down his pants? Was he involved all along with others who let it happen? He stole skiff designated classified documents and improperly stored them at the Penn Biden Center. Biden also stored classified documents in his garage next to his Corvette, where his son Hunter had access to the sensitive materials. Nine boxes of documents were taken from Joe Biden's lawyer's Boston office. And we have absolutely no idea what was in them because the National Archives is covering up for Joe Biden. Biden also withheld information from the Senate Intel Committee. Recall that it was reported Joe Biden's attorney first discovered, quote, Obama-Biden administration documents in a locked closet while pocketing files, right? Right, packing files, I should say, as they prepared to close out Biden's office in the Penn-Biden Center in November of 2022. Now, that timeline presented by Biden's attorney is obviously a total lie. Biden's former assistant as vice president, a woman named Kathy Chung, who's all over this jazz in April, testified to the House Oversight Committee about the mishandling of classified documents by Joe Biden since his time as vice president. She testified that White House counsel Dana Remus tasked her with retrieving boxes of classified documents from the Penn Biden Center as early as May of 2022. Remember that raid on Mar-a-Lago was right before the midterms in November of last year. This was going on months and months prior. Joe Biden knew. Of course he knew. They all knew about his own classified document scandal brewing long before he decided and directed his DOJ to raid Mar-a-Lago. I had nothing to do with that. That wasn't me. I had no idea, he said. Baloney. The ultimate smokescreen you can get is to blame your number one arch nemesis, your number one political foe of doing what you yourself are guilty of doing. And they did that going back to March of 2021. They didn't just randomly say raid Mar-a-Lago in November of 2022. This had been cooking for six months According to new information released by the House Oversight Committee, Joe Biden lied about the timeline. Annie Tomasina, Tomasini, I should say, the assistant to the president and senior advisor to the president and director of Oval Office Operations, big title, right-hand woman to Joe Biden, went to the Penn Biden Center to take inventory of President Biden's documents and materials on March 18th. 2021. Remember the, oh my gosh, we are so surprised. I I couldn't believe it. What? Classified documents in a closet? Meanwhile, those of us living in Realville were like, why is his quote unquote attorney 
moving materials from a closet at the Penn Biden Center, right? And then all of their excuses, well, we responded immediately. Once we realized what was going on, we acted quickly. We will cooperate fully because transparency is what this country needs. Of course, it was all garbage. We knew it was all garbage. Donald Trump knew it was all garbage. And the media, if they didn't, really suck at their jobs. Present quote, this is a quote. We have discovered new information about the number of White House employees involved in President Biden's mishandling of classified documents. The House Oversight Committee said this week, President Biden's attorney stated that the discovery of classified documents at the Penn Biden Center occurred on November 2nd, 2022, they said. Our committee has developed evidence showing the timeline of relevant events began in 2021 and involved at least five White House employees. President Biden and his legal team omitted months of communications, planning and coordinating among multiple White House officials, a former VP staffer, Penn Biden Center employees, and President Biden's personal attorneys, sending them to retrieve the boxes containing classified materials, Oversight said. There's no reasonable explanation as to why this many White House employees and lawyers were so concerned with retrieving boxes they reportedly believed contained only personal documents and materials. Really? And finally, the committee has obtained information that contradicts important details from the White House's and President Biden's personal attorney statements about the discovery of documents at the Penn Biden Center, including the location and the security of the classified documents. The Oversight Committee said in a letter addressed to White House counsel Edward Siskel. So wait a minute. I thought this group was saying, you know what? Can you imagine how grossly incompetent Donald Trump was to have those documents at his house? We know nothing about what they found. We know nothing about any kind of classified documents found in Donald Trump's purview. But we do know now There have been multiple boxes in multiple locations in which multiple White House staffers played this revolving door game of hide and seek. All the while, of course, lying to you. Not like you're surprised by this. Now, the only thing that might make this a sidebar story today is this headline. As vice president, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden emailed his brother and his son about foreign business more than 29,000 times. So I did the math. You've got eight years as vice president, 365 days times eight. Let's just presume that Joe Biden worked every single day, even though he takes 40% off now as, as president. Let's presume he worked every single day of his eight years as vice president. That number of emails... 29,000 is 10 emails every single day. Where did he send them? Interesting. I'm going to go through those details with you, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, I never comes back to bite the slimiest creatures in the butt in such a beautiful way. We'll drop it on you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 
Oh my gosh, so wait a minute. So Joe Biden was lying about those classified documents. He wasn't really surprised about them them being found in a closet by his lawyer. I don't know about you guys, but I regularly charge people or ask people who charge me $500 an hour to go move things around for me. Hey, do me a favor. Hey, Earl, Earl, get in here. All right, here's what I want you to do, see? I need you to go to a closet and move some boxes, all right? And then I need you not to tell anybody about it. Got it? Okay, break. Said nobody who's not disgusting, right? So we find out, what? Joe Biden's had all these classified documents that he took from skiffs, those secured rooms that are supposed to be, I don't know, secure. And he, and he took them with him, not just like one or two, but boxes upon boxes, boxes that have boxes. And we're supposed to think that this is just, oh my gosh, I... You know, I just thought those were my recipes. I'm so sorry. Now, how about this? Because of a freedom of information lawsuit, because the National Archives, which was all about working with Democrats and talking to the media about the egregious assault on humanity and just common decency with Donald Trump. I mean, who leaves the White House with so many boxes? They said. And then they took all the pictures the FBI did right after the raid of Mar-a-Lago. They went through Melania's underwear drawer because I'm sure there's a lot of classified stuff there. Took pictures creating the illusion of carelessness. Right. All the while we know who was careless. We've got this Freedom of Information Act. Thank goodness from America First Legal, which has revealed Joe Biden. As vice president, emailed his son, Hunter, his brother, James, Jim, and their respective firms tens of thousands of times over the course of his vice presidency. I'm sure he was just calling and saying hi. I'm sure he was just reaching out and asking about the weather. That's what they've been telling us, as though you're stupid. So in this joint status report, published by the Washington, D.C. District Court Friday, the National Archives and Records Administration reluctantly admitted that it knew of 4,243 emails between then-Vice President Joe and Hunter and another, what, 1,751 emails between Joe and Jim. Then here's the whopper, the 19,335 emails between Joe and Hunter's private equity firm, Rosemont Seneca. You know that wall, that big wall between them? My goodness, kind of porous, wouldn't you say? And another 3,738 emails between Joe and Jim's Chinese Communist Party-connected consulting firm, Lion Hall Group. Really? Really? For every Democrat, every liberal, socialist, communist, Marxist wacko out there, who swears about Donald Trump. He's a criminal. He's a criminal. He broke the law. How? Once. How? Name it. Tell me. How? Found guilty ever? No. You're feeling a little bit of the smear tactics? Of course. I feel for these people who are in the dark. I feel those who aren't just drinking the crazy elixir mixing the Kool-Aid in the back and handing it to other people. They're down hook, line, and sinker. They couldn't possibly believe that Joe Biden is anything other than a virtue-signaling hack, which he is. 
That, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are. 29,000 emails. Joe, Hunter, Jim, and the firms listed in the court documents are out the center, of course, of the GOP investigation into the Biden family influence peddling operation, which never would have happened if we hadn't voted in enough Republicans into the House. Now, going back to what we started with at the very beginning, knowing what you know now, and I will rehash, that there are, according to my count here, 59 Republicans in the House of Representatives with an F Liberty score at conservative review. Another 44 with a D, meaning they do not vote at all consistently with conservative values. You add those two numbers up and you have 103 House quote unquote Republicans who are likely working their hearts out right now, working with Hakeem Jeffries and Nancy Pelosi to make sure Jim Jordan, a dogged and constitutional conservative, does not assume that chair. They are scared to death. These people who represent themselves as something they are not are far more dangerous than any Democrat out there. Democrats project who they are. They vote in a fashion that tells us they suck. These rhino swamp creature uniparty hacks are liars through and through, and they need to be called out, every single one of them. All right, when we come back, this is a pretty big deal we're going to get to here. The American Rescue Plan ruse. What would you do if I told you that we have been funding global terrorism because we have been through the American Rescue Act. Oh, goody, let's pass it. The details you won't want to miss next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I think one of the one of the coolest things that can happen to you as a parent, I'm not a grandparent, but as a grandparent too, I would imagine, is seeing a child or a grandchild understand that doing the right thing is the right always thing to do. It's not, it's not negotiable. When, when you can say that you've raised children who do the right thing, you feel as though you've done something right. It should not be complicated. It seems like it's very complicated in this world right now, and it can be discouraging. Cory Booker, the Democrat, was in Israel when Hamas struck two Saturdays ago. Cory Booker took some time to do a selfie video to talk about what was going on from where his vantage point was and then to hightail it the hell out of there. I'm sure he had a, a first-class ticket to ride out of Dodge and come back to Washington, D.C. to do whatever. By contrast, Congressman Corey Mills flew into Israel. And I want to update you on his relief flights going in as he did in Afghanistan after that horrendous withdrawal. 
where 13 U.S. service members were needlessly killed. Corey Mills flew in after the United States government under Joe Biden and Barack Obama shafted how many Americans and stranded them. And Corey Mills went in. This guy is no joke. He's a veteran. He's a decorated Army combat veteran. We need more people like this Corey in Congress than we need Corey Bookers, who are a lot of talk and then bail when things get gnarly. I want to read this, this tweet. I think it's important. He was very excited to report. Update. Our office and team has now gotten out 96 Americans from Israel, 77 of whom I was with myself to rescue. We've also secured a charter aircraft that can hold 218 passengers. It will not cost anything for the Americans needing to get out of Israel. I'm also proud to report that we have evacuated Michigan Congressman Bill Huzenga's son, And he is safely out of Israel. Why is it that individuals, that grassroots efforts always work better than the government? Because the government helps with nothing. The government helps themselves to your money and to your peace of mind. They don't help. Look at what's going on in Maui. Is it, the, is it the federal government coming in? Is it the government of Hawaii? Is it the governor, Josh Green? Is he doing anything? Is he, is he moving mountains, working his fingers to the bone to represent the people there who were incinerated? To protect their land? To protect their sacred rights? No. These people aren't doing anything to help. All they want is for the natives to leave and to leave quickly so they can redevelop that magnificent slice of real estate in their own gross image where it's state of the art and everything's on a, com- on a computer chip and everything is this and that and it's all smart technology and it's all run by solar and et cetera, et cetera. They don't care. They don't care. And sadly, we have, what, two million people in in Gaza who are realizing that they're just human shields as two sides fire relentlessly at each other. This is where we are. I found this over the weekend, too. This is a very interesting tweet by Charlie Kirk. Turning Point USA, he writes the $1.9 trillion American rescue plan was supposed to be about helping Americans recover from idiotic COVID lockdowns. But for some reason, $500 million of that deficit spending went to the State Department to, quote, resettle refugees. $33.7 million went directly to Gaza to via the UNRWA, an organization that has been described as effectively a branch of Hamas, $33.7 million of our money. In total, Biden has given this branch of Hamas $730 million since 2021, making the U.S. taxpayer its largest donor in the world. 
UNRWA employees in Gaza belong to the Hamas-linked trade union, and a number of employees are actual Hamas fighters. The UNRWA schools teach kids to hate Jews and glorify terrorism. And their facilities are often used to store rockets, munitions, and serve as human shields for Hamas. Trump defunded them in 2018 because all of this is common knowledge. But Biden's State Department says it's, quote, in America's national security interest to fund them, despite the group being guilty of war crimes. Joe Biden's American Rescue Plan has ended up being the spark has ended up being the spark inflation fund terrorism and kill Jews plan. You know, maybe that's why Nancy Pelosi said something that was so telling to us right before that monstrosity was passed by the same bipartisan folks that we have highlighted all throughout today's broadcast. 103 Republicans in name only who more likely than not vote with the Democrats on matters that are important to you and to your family. And when they heralded the 5,000 or 2,000 pages or whatever it was of that American rescue plan that nobody had the opportunity to read, a gleeful scumbag Nancy Pelosi had this to say. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. We have to pass the bill to find out what is in it. So what is exactly in it, my friends? Let's review. New York Post. Biden administration sent $730 million to U.N. group despite calls for anti-Jew violence. Rotten to the core. You've got a guy there in Barack Obama, right? The puppeteer behind the curtain using Joe Biden as his shell marionette. Who says on the one side, we're totally with Israel. We stand with Israel. We will fund this fight for Israel. We'll give you everything we've got only to then fund Hamas. Is that so? The Biden administration has funneled more than $730 million to a United Nations organization for refugee assistance in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip that harbored personnel who have incited violence against the Jewish people. The United Nations Relief and works agency. It's always something that sounds so helpful, right? Like the Anti-Defamation League. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency has been accused in recent years of employing educators who, quote, regularly call to murder Jews and teach from textbooks that, quote, glorify terrorism, encourage martyrdom, demonize Israelis and incite anti-Semitism according to a March joint report by the non-governmental organization UN Watch and the Israeli nonprofit Institute for Monitoring Peace and Cultural Tolerance. Now, the U.S. can't legally provide money directly to the Palestinian Authority or to the terror group Hamas, which last weekend, as we well know, carried out the worst civilian massacre in the state of Israel's 75-year history. The State Department has nevertheless provided grants and other funding to organizations in the area. 
despite experts bemoaning the lack of guardrails and internal documents noting a high risk that Hamas could benefit from the money dump. Well, what do you think releasing $6 billion to Iran does? And coming up in the next half hour, we're going to go through parts of this ridiculous interview with Scott Pelley and Joe Biden last night in which Joe Biden will double down for the 50th time and saying they've seen no evidence that Iran has participated at all in this. You know, Iran that funds Hezbollah and funds Hamas. No, 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 no. They knew nothing that we know of. It's sort of like saying I've seen no evidence of voter fraud when you've refused to try any of the cases or hear any of the evidence. The State Department, obviously, providing these grants. This, this is in a nutshell why you have a virtual civil war going on in the United States House of Representatives. So who are you for? Are you for those conservative Republicans who say, where is our money going? Why are we doing this? And why are we funding it under covers of do-goodery, hiding it from the public view so that it takes Freedom of Information Act requests or deep dives into these measures to illuminate the reality for the American people? And then you have those who believe that this is how your money should be spent. It shouldn't be spent on you. It shouldn't be spent on your retirement. It shouldn't be, be spent on buying a home or starting a business or realizing the American dream or squirreling money aside for your children's braces or God forbid if anybody wants to go to college in your family and you might question why at this point what's the point are any of them not corrupt this is the inherent struggle we're going through right now and so all these voices on the left and people on the right who are ill-educated and ignorant because they don't read and they don't know what they're talking about because they just push out the propaganda that they see every day on the news. I'd love to ask these people, once they figured it out, what your money was funding, are you still down with it? Would you still support these people? Because all they want is endless war. And now there's a push for this Patrick McHenry hack with an F conservative review liberty score to decide to you know what we haven't gotten to the uh, to the finality of a speaker vote here i'm going to just take this this temporary position and we're going to vote to pass some aid money that's directly to israel and also to ukraine they're kicking that around your rhino swamp creature uniparty republicans think that is a reasonable solution to the crisis we are in right now, further bankrupting your kids. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, how about a random act of journalism? It's crazy, especially when it comes from MSNBC. It's so weird, but I've got it for you. And it's Jake Sullivan in the hot seat. Anytime I can see that guy squirm makes me happy. You'll be happy next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
You know what? We're watching what's going on in New Zealand. That witch of a woman, Jacinda Ardern, who had to bow out in January. She's like, I just don't have any more gas in the tank. Really? You suck. Your policies, your tyrannical dictatorial policies, which a lot of us who live in America, who live with blue governors, I live in one of those states. Pennsylvania, there's a reason I call this place the land before time. Why is that? Because we had a governor in Tom Wolf who waved the magic wand of emergency powers repeatedly during COVID to, in a tyrannical, dictatorial fashion, force the rest of us to stay home, to keep our kids away from their classmates and away from school. Name one thing these clowns did that was good for anybody except themselves. Because as all of the businesses, the small mom and pop businesses close down where we live. Tom Wolf's family cabinet making business was allowed to buzz along, right? Did anybody else scratch their heads out there why all of the big megaplexes, the Home Depots, the shopping areas, Lowe's, Walmart, come on in. Isn't that contrary to everything that we're supposed to be pushing back against? Stop asking questions that make sense. So when I get a random act of journalism, and this Kristen Welker who took over for Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, she's been front and center on some of these, some of these stories. She's a hack. But I will call out a little bit of journalistic integrity in a moment of weakness of hers, which clearly she suffered over the weekend. And she's going to talk to Jake Sullivan, Jake Sullivan, who is as dirty as Joe Biden himself. He has been with this cat for years. Jake Sullivan, who thinks he is all that and more, and who has lied repeatedly to the American people, spinning the propaganda BS of the O'Biden regime. He said something so ridiculous so farcical, so wrong. And the timing of it could not have been worse. Here's Kristen Welker with Jake Sullivan over the weekend. Listen. Some remarks that you made just eight days before the attack and get your reaction on the other side. The Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Now challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians. But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Jake, why was your assessment there so far off the mark? Well, first, Kristen, I made those comments in the context of developments in the wider Middle East region over the last few years after two decades that involved a civil war in Yemen and a massive humanitarian catastrophe, a civil war in Syria and a massive refugee crisis, an invasion and insurgency in Iraq, a NATO military operation in Libya, Iranian-backed attacks on both Saudi and the UAE, uh, as well as many other steps, including the rise of a terrorist caliphate that actually occupied a huge amount of territory. The sentence before what you just played, I said, in fact, that this was for now, 
and that it could all change. Oh, we're back. My bad. I missed the four. Now, you were talking more broadly. Got it. Why don't you just say, look, I suck. Right? It's almost as though he was prepped for this question in advance. Doesn't it seem like that? He was able to rattle off that answer real fast. Why not just say that you're wrong? But I think they knew this was coming. I think they knew. I think Joe Biden knew. I think the Biden administration knew. I think Benjamin Netanyahu knew. And isn't that a disgusting thing to suggest? Look, the reason I brought up Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand is over the weekend, devastating verdict on her liberal psycho rule for five years as New Zealand voted out the Labour Party in a bloodbath and voted in ex-Air New Zealand CEO as its next prime minister. And this is, the res- this is from the Daily Mail UK. Early results in the New Zealand contest are hugely positive for Chris Luxon's party, Luxon's party, excuse me, with the former Air New Zealand CEO set to become prime minister. Polls in the lead up to election day suggested National would win the contest but would need support from two minor parties. Act in New Zealand first to govern. However, election results suggest National might only need its preferred partner, Right Wing Libertarians Act, ACT, to hit a majority of MPs in Parliament. What does this mean? A monster repudiation of tyrannical lockdowns and rules and mask mandates and shot mandates and booster mandates and close your business mandates and keep the kids home and afraid forever mandates. As New Zealand struggled the way we are with crippling inflation, rising crime, and, an, and a, a country that said, we've had enough. We've given you five years. Look at what you've done. It's only been, what, three? Not even three for Joe Biden. Do you believe that this is happening here? I do. I believe that's what all of this is about. Doing anything they can to shake Donald Trump, to rattle his supporters, and to create a new smokescreen for us to spend more, more, more money because the clock is running out on the never-ending gravy train. Joe Biden sits down with Scott Pelley, two tired old men. (laughs) Holy cow! Wait until you hear this interview. You've got to. I apologize in advance. Next, Hour 3 of the Wendy Bell Radio Program.